Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We're good. We're good. Hello. Welcome to Honey Do Me. Hello. Welcome. I'm Emma. I'm Cass. And this is we, our podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about sex and relationships and confidence and shame and uh, working through it all. Yeah. It's a lot less heavy than it sounds. It's actually very fun. Oh, we're we have so a good fun. time. We're like that sound, uh, <laughs> that TikTok sound where it's actually, I'm actually very fun and laid back. <laughs> That's how I feel constantly. I feel yeah. like I'm aggressively reminding people how fun and laid back I am. Yeah, I am so fucking chill, uh, which I'm... that's going to come into play next week. So yes. <laughs> you'll hear more about what chill girls we are um, in next chill, week's chill, episode. Chill, 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 chill. Ice cold, you know? Uh, I'm just... A cucumber is what I'm often <laughs> compared to. People don't need spa water. They need cast water. Maybe because <laughs> I'm such a cuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, that feels like a slur. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is for the chill girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But today we're not going to talk about a chill girl. Mm-mm. We're talking kind of <laughs> the opposite, <laughs> stereotypically, of what yeah. a chill girl is. It's someone who, you know, needs to drop back into their body and needs to, I don't know, center themselves so they can actually experience the pleasure that is coming in. <laughs> The pleasure between two legs. We are talking about how to stay present during mm-hmm. sex because that is something we have both struggled with. We know that's something that you all have expressed that you struggle with, whether it's trauma, sexual trauma, just general like worry, anxiety, whatever it is that's keeping out of your body. We wanted to figure out how to work through all of that. And you know who we need to talk to to do all yeah. of that. It's, There's no one else. It's fucking Victoria Albina. Like, yeah. there's no one else. So, Mm-mm. she is always our words of wisdom when it comes to nervous system regulation, mm-hmm. which this is. And I know that sounds sciencey, but it's so cool. And I love mm-hmm. the way that she talks about it. Um, and yeah, she has all the fucking tips, tricks. She walks you through a couple of examples of how to drop into your body, which Cass and I do. And it mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's just meditative when you listen to her voice. This episode is a warm hug. And Mm -hmm. we all need that. But a warm hug that then will lead to better orgasms, which is like the (laughs) only kind of hug I'm interested in. Correct. A sexual hug, if you will. Mm -hmm. A tantalizing hug. A tantalizing. (laughs) Tentacolizing. (laughs) Sounds like if Squidward were to hug you. Well, it's tentacle porn. (laughs) (laughs) Don't yuck my yum. (laughs) Don't yuck it. I've never actually watched it. So. Porn? tentacle porn is that a real thing yeah that is i thought you just made that up no it, it's like i don't think it's like 
live octopi. It's like, <laughs> um, I think it's like anime. Oh, okay. I've never watched anime porn as, either it, as well. Why did I feel like you had? I don't know. Because, <laughs> because no, there I was. <laughs> this is so off camera of you <laughs> to bring up. I genuinely was like, it must not have been her. <laughs> so off camera of you. Um, because there was, there, there's been some interesting scenes in movies that have animated things like the lion king not like the lion king you pervert (laughs) like i appreciated how in avatar their tails would connect i was like that's curious (laughs) i'm wondering that's curious i'm I'm, I'm thinking about that uh i appreciated the cinematography in one movie uh, i think it was called manic or as a show (laughs) I mean, you just, you'd have to watch it. I'm not going to, I digress. You're so a cinephile. Isn't that what that's called? <laughs> there's been just some moments where I've dabbled, but I've never sought out anime porn <clears throat> yet. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what we were waiting for, the yet. Maybe we can do um, a reaction video on YouTube. We'll, we won't show the anime porn. We've gotten stuff taken down before, and we know yeah. we've learned our lesson. Mm. Um, we've gotten our anime porn <laughs> our homemade anime porn has been removed <laughs> just cutouts that we like <laughs> make bang well you know you do what you can with what you yeah. have yeah uh, crafty graphic cunts designers is what they call us <laughs> what did you say they call us crafty cunts crafty cunts I thought you were saying graphic cunts like oh. uh, our graphic design business that's That'd what it funny. would be called that's graphic what it would be cunts. called I love that. TM. That is actually perfect. We TM'd that. Yeah. In this moment, it. we've already talked to our lawyers. That's ours. Mm-hmm. So you can't. Yeah. By the cunts. time that you're hearing this, it's mm-hmm. it's TM'd. It's far, far down the line and legal. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so don't even think about it. Oh, my God. Uh, so graphic cunts, we are not. <laughs> but, but we can try to do a reaction video. <laughs> but I'd be interested to see other people's graphic cunts. <laughs> I'd be curious to see others. I'd be very interested. (laughs) How would you feel if during sex somebody used the word cunt instead of like pussy? Mm, I wouldn't like that in reference to my bits. Mm -hmm. I think I could come around to the idea in dirty talk of being called that. Okay. I don't know if I'd like it, but I think I would come around to that idea more than I would come around (laughs) to that idea more than it referring to my vulva and vagina. That's fair. I read it in a book the other day and they were calling somebody's uh, vulva a cunt and it like took me by surprise. I was like, oh, (laughs) it gives me pause when I read it. (laughs) It gave me pause. I mean, I kept reading. It was fantastic. Of course. um, Interesting. Yeah. How did they? Do you remember the sentence of like, "Give me your cunt"? Can I tell me about cunt? a pretty little cunt? <laughs> like, I think about huh. your pretty little cunt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> that was more interesting than I was expecting. <laughs> was it curious? <laughs> it was curious. It was curious. Oh, it was curious. <laughs> I'm gonna draw about that later. <laughs> 
gonna draw that out. I'm gonna sketch that out <laughs> in my graphic sketchbook. <laughs> I'm in stage one of learning graphic design. It's just sketching. <laughs> it's just little sketches whenever they come to me. Whenever I find something curious, I sketch it out. <laughs> one day I'll get into the computer. Yeah, not that today is not that day. Today is not that day. Mm-mm. Oh my god, that's so funny. <sighs> ah, we digress. <laughs> Let's softball this one over to Victoria now. Yeah, this one's to you, V. Um, <laughs> v? V for victory. V yeah. for Victoria. We'll see on the other side of this one. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, okay, bye. Bye. So yeah. we've talked about how codependence can keep you from being really present during sex, something yes. I struggle with. And we <clears throat> want to get a little deeper into that. So I really struggle with being present when I'm having sex. I'll get distracted, overwhelmed, triggered by certain things, think about shitty past experiences. And I don't want to do this anymore. And I think a lot, I'm not going to say hope because I don't hope this for other people, but I think that a lot mm. of other people experience the same thing. So I would love to start yeah. out uh, with what gets in the way of us being present during sex. So what gets in the way of our being mindful? I mean, I think you named it, right? Um, past stress, distress, and trauma. Uh, and we can talk about the science of, of why that brings, brings us out of the moment. It does it for really beautiful, self-loving reasons. And the result is often a bummer. Um, yeah, overwhelm in our nervous system, having a limitation in our window of capacity in our nervous system to stay present, to stay regulated in our nervous system. Uh, inner children can come out to play. And things like overwhelm, not um, knowing how to manage our adult minds, which is not a skill any of us are taught until we like actively go seek out coaches like us, right, to to support us and guide us and, and teach us how to manage our minds and manage our thinking. Um, and living in a society that is go, 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 where productivity is it, right? Productivity, creating stuff, creating content, creating the next thing, like that is what is prioritized. And so the act of mindfulness, the uh, praxis of mindfulness, right, the lived practice of being present is, is not what we prioritize. It's not what we're taught to yeah, it's just not what matters, right? Culturally, it's getting that memo in by five, or if it's due at five, it's getting it in by one, mm -hmm. right? Even if it means you haven't eaten lunch for a week. Um, so, yeah, I think we can start there with yeah. with naming mm -hmm. systems and um, our our own past history, right? Mm -hmm. I know that productivity really gets in the way of like me masturbating as well. I think. Yeah. I will start thinking about every checklist that I could ever create for myself, my loved ones, my friends. <laughs> and that gets in the way of me just taking, literally I could let that go and be done quicker if I would yep. just focus and stay in the moment. But the fact that I bring it up, I'm like constantly distracted and then I get anxiety yeah. and then that's a weird orgasm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does right. result or in a weird orgasm. Can. Yeah. I'm just like, well, I feel yeah. shameful. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I feel guilty about that one. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's a weird right, one. Because you were like, like supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like we were talking yeah, to Luna. What makes it weird. We were talking to Luna about this uh, the other day as well, and it's like forcing out an orgasm, like to get it done. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I feel like that it was just 
it felt like a weird, I made this one happen. All right. Anyway. Well, it's like oddly transactional mm-hmm. with our own bodies. Yep. Right. So, you know, the work I do as a coach is all about somatics or our bodily experience of life coming back to the body. I bring in some internal family systems work, um, the work of Dick Schwartz. And Susan McConnell does a lot of somatic IFS work. And she says that the point and practice of somatics is the shift from I have a body to I am my body. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so it's really in that transactional sort of late stage capitalist driven like, all right, let's bang out this orgasm because I'm stressed and it's a stress reliever. And like, all right, body, I'm going to give you X inputs. Give me Y orgasm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly that is like, it. Yeah, and it's it's in its way kind of dehumanizing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And brings us out of our wholeness. Right. Yeah, it definitely right. starts to feel icky mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're using yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right. Which is like my favorite, like one of my favorite <laughs> jokes I'll make. Like, oh, girl, the other night, I uh, let me tell you what, I sure took advantage of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which that feels slutty and fun, but then sometimes right? it yeah, feels it's totally like slutty fun. Yeah. But it's very different than like, I'm stressed. I don't know how to manage stress. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I was never given the tools to stay with, be present with, befriend stress, distress, or trauma. And so, mm-hmm. like, hang out this uh, this flood of endorphins. Right. Yeah. And is it because pleasure has been taught to us as, like, so secondary of a need? Like, you don't need to prioritize, you know, pleasuring yourself. That when you're starting to actually feel good, stress hits you so much harder, I feel like. Or it gets you get so much more distracted Cause that's how it feels like in sex or masturbation where I'm like, Oh, I'm finally starting to feel good and let loose. But it's like, and here's everything you should worry about. Yeah. So I think it can be so many things, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you just said and uh, folks who come from, for example, a religious culture in which pleasure is shameful, right? Sex is for procreation happens between a married man and, a, and his wife. Mm-hmm. And it is to make babies. Right. And that is that. So anything outside of that is shame, guilt, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. When bodies are shameful, sex is shameful. Pleasure is shameful. Um, that feels like it is is bedfellows with uh, the don't be a selfish woman. Because remember, there's nothing worse than a woman who knows herself or has a concept of self in the patriarchy. And so selfish women, that's very bad. Don't be a selfish woman and a woman experiencing pleasure. Well, that's an easy one, right? Mm-hmm. That is very wrong and bad. And so I think that can be part of it. And then for folks who don't consciously carry that narrative, remember, just because it's not your conscious narrative doesn't mean that you, you're you not steeped in it anyway, mm-hmm. right? One, two, nervous system. So we've talked about this before, so I'll give a quick primer on the window of tolerance. So the window of tolerance in the nervous system is how many inputs your nervous system can take before it, and I'll just, I'll put this in specific scientific terms, freaks the fuck out. <laughs> was that too jargony? Or did you, was yeah. that okay? We'll try to work We're it down. On. Yeah, yeah, for our listeners. Uh, but... you two are the best. <laughs> Thank you. We're Thank really you. smart. <laughs> wow. 
Like, wicked smart though. <laughs> um, so the window of tolerance, right? So how much bullshit until you what flip your lid and you go from ventral vagal, the safe and social, totally chill, everything's cool. I'm here, I'm present, I'm in the room, but like fully in the room, in my body, in the room, part of the nervous system, to sympathetic activation, fight or flight, rolled by adrenaline, cortisol, blah, panic, worry, to-do list. I have to, I have to, I have to is the story of sympathetic. Or dorsal shutdown. I I can't, I can't, I I I I I I can't. I'm frozen. I'm disconnected. I'm not present. I'm not here. I'm in worry mm-hmm. which is different from worry mm-hmm. horseless worry mm-hmm. and both of those states i'm not out here saying that there's a study that shows that your clits turned off but like logic would say <laughs> yeah. that your clits turned off uh-huh. right mm-hmm. we understand that when you're not in ventral vagal your digestion's turned off right you're not processing a cheeseburger so why would your clit be on like mm. that doesn't make science right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. And so the window of tolerance is how many inputs we can take and stay in ventral vagal, safe and social part of the nervous system. Clit is on. And so I do not like that term because I'm not out here trying to teach anyone, particularly human socializes women to tolerate anything else. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But I do like the term the window of bodily dignity. How many inputs can come into the system and do we stay in our embodied dignity? Does that vary from person to person? And like, is it affected by trauma? Minute to minute. Okay. Yeah, Mm. very much. Very, very, very much. And like the twin studies, right? So trauma is not what happened. It's how your nervous system reacted to it. Right? So they look at guys who are in the same foxhole in World War II. One will have quote unquote, well, let's just call it what we know it to be PTSD. And the other one does not have shell shock. Like Mm -hmm. homeboy's fine. They're in the same foxhole, right? Um, They'll take twins and who've been through this literal same family of origin, household, up, raise, growing, up, growing? <laughs> up growing, English raising. enough, <laughs> English enough, thank you. Um, yes, uh, English is my second language. I do generally handle it pretty well, except for when I don't. Um, so uh, they'll have the same up growing and one's fine and one has PTSD from that experience. Mm-hmm. So our window of tolerance is incredible incredibly individual what's nature what's nurture what's epigenetics what's the magical mystery of constitution and like souls and spirits it's a it's a big hot mess that you know is a perfect what it is and so um and our window of tolerance our window of capacity to manage life our window of bodily dignity to stay present with ourselves is something that we can shift and we can grow and so our capacity to stay present during anything during ordering a coffee, during a board meeting, during a podcast, during sex, is dependent upon how many inputs we can take and stay with ourselves, stay present. And so that is something that it can change. So when we talk about regulating the nervous system, it means consciously, actively working with how much gas and break we're giving to the body. Where gas is adrenaline, break is acetylcholine, right? We're either revving up to meet life or slowing down to meet life. We're either revving up to escape life or slowing down, hitting the brakes hard to escape life when there's stress, distress, and trauma. Mm. Is that English so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah? With me, we're good? We're here. Yeah. So yeah. you're having sex, and all of a sudden, it's too much pleasure. Where you were taught that pleasure is not something for girls and women. 
It's not for you, right? It's, it's shameful. It's bad. It's selfish. It's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just learned, for example, that the other shoe is going to drop. I hear this all the time because the focus of my work is supporting women, human socializes women to overcome codependent perfectionist and people pleasing thinking. And so from a codependent framework, the shoe is always going to drop because you're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of care. You're not worthy of safety, right? Everyone else is. So you need them to validate you. Mm-hmm. So if you have good things, your brain says, this isn't going to last. Come on now. Don't trust it, mm-hmm. right? Usually because there was damn good reason in childhood to not trust, right? Mm-hmm. So we learn to not trust as a really smart survival skill, and I'm not mad at it, but it sure is holding us back. Mm-hmm. Is so that nervous something... System, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Is that something that we like necessarily consciously understand, or can it just be nope. something that, like, okay, our body understands or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that... I had a block against receiving, like fully receiving love and care. Mm-hmm. That that freaked my nervous system out. Freaked it out. Would totally leave the room. What I would do is go clean. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so like uh-huh. a relationship would feel amazing. Things would feel really good. And like we'd wake up in the morning and instead of like staying in that cocoon energy of love, which is what I do now, I'd be like, hi, good morning. I'm up. I'm out. I'm cleaning the house. I'm getting breakfast ready. I'm doing 27 things. I'm like, bow, bow, beep, bop, beep, bop, to not be present. Right? Because my nervous system was like, you don't get to feel this good. This is going to go to shit. Do not fucking trust it. Right? Because I had a lot of insecure attachment in childhood, a lot of anxious attachment. I had a caregiver who I loved very much, who was like, you have my attention. You have my attention. Gone. It's gone. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Right. So it was created a lot of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Can I trust having love and care and attention or will it be ripped out from under me, which is how it felt as a child? Mm-hmm. I don't. So I couldn't trust being happy and feeling pleasure. Yeah, right. baby. I don't know if it's the same. I mean, obviously, we're different humans, but I do the exact same thing. Like when I had a partner every morning, I was the first out of bed, I was up cleaning doing yep. something productive yep. and they would just ah. be like, Hey, lay do down. You know. It's Saturday. Yeah. We have nothing to yeah. do. And I'm like, no, it's yep. really important that we are doing everything but laying down right now. Well, yeah. Someone has to alphabetize the socks. I know that's exactly how it felt. It's oh, yeah. like, all I have to do is go pick up fuzz off of the floor that my dog left. But like, that is so much more important than laying down and like being loved right now. That's crazy. Well, you're not, you're not a fool, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ridiculous. It needs you're to be done. Let yourself be loved. What could happen? Terrible, yeah. things, Terrible things. Such as you could be loved, mm-hmm. which means you could have loss, mm-hmm. right? You could be rejected. You could be abandoned. Mm-hmm. And so the nervous system says, you know what's safer than that risk? I am a rock. I am an island. And I'm not going to truly be vulnerable, open, present to, with, or for anyone else. Then these motherfuckers won't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cool. 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 Winning. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Doing it of everyone else. 
I mean, nervous system does actually believe it's winning. Let mm-hmm. us be very clear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is. Falling in love is dumb. <laughs> it's the greatest gift you can give yourself in the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's risky as fuck. It's super risky. Yeah. But I mean, what's that a nice nin quote? And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Mm-hmm. We're there. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, your brain and your body are like, <laughs> you want to be present during sex. <laughs> that is really cute. <laughs> oh, you do not know every detail about the sinking of the Lusitania. Yeah. And also... <laughs> Have you cleaned the dishwasher filter? Did you know the dishwasher had a filter? I don't think you did. I think you need to Google that. I think you need to go on this old house and watch a couple videos about it. You need to have a little moment with Bob Vila. Who doesn't? (laughs) And then go clean that shit with an old toothbrush. Do you have an old toothbrush? Should you go get a new toothbrush and retire your old toothbrush? Right? Someone's going down on you this whole time. Let's be very clear. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But yeah. here you are with Bob Vila and your toothbrush. Oh, my God. So that is, like, such an accurate train of thought for me. Yet, right? with yet. these questions, I was like, I don't, I feel like I stay pretty present. Right. <laughs> You're like, I don't think this applies to me. Um, I just do what everyone else does. I think sure. about, I think about Bob. The dishwasher I mean, filter. Oh. Come on. Bob Vila's not not hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm straight for Clooney way more than Bob Vila. Let me tell you what. But oh, that's so. Funny. Oh, that but if I'm gonna avoid presents, yeah, yeah, he'll do Bob it for Vila's me. Bob Vila's gonna do the trick. Uh, so I think so. A lot of people are probably in the position of, well, this doesn't apply to me. Like, I don't sure. necessarily get up and clean. Or, I asked me if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have said. No, I don't have trust issues. Um, I have no fear of abandonment whatsoever. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Through much therapy, I am learning mm. that is uh, not the case. Not um, the case. But how do we recognize this if we're not like, oh, you know, I see it. I'm going and cleaning instead of focusing on this person going down on me. Are there other ways to like pick up on it? Is there a feeling that we can look for? How do we know that we are avoiding the love and the care i mean it's so in i'm 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 thinking i'm asking my brain (laughs) but maybe that's the problem you ask my body so in meditation the work is no it's not work the practice is to be our own witness mindfulness right mindfulness are you minding your mind right? Do you know where your mind is going? Right? It's, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your mind is? Right? Like, where is your mind at any point? And that's why we meditate, right? So that we can step out of our habitual experience of life and into an intentional presence. Yeah? And it's through mindfulness, because meditation isn't for everyone, right? Like it's not, it's not a safe or smart practice for everyone, particularly if your body was a site of trauma. It may, it may not be smart to go inside until you are more stabilized in that trauma. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And 
uh, so then mindfulness is for you if meditation is not. And so mindfulness is about asking, are my mind and body in the same place? Where is my mind going? Is the location, the, the, the place my brain is going in support of my best wellness? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And am I in presence? Am I embodied in presence? So how do you know if you are there or not? Where's your brain right now? Are you half listening to the show while like doom scrolling, while Netflix is on, while drinking a glass of wine, while maybe also giving a blowjob? <laughs> like where are you? Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's that's a beautiful simple starting question. Where am I? Mm-hmm. Where is my presence? Where is my consciousness? Where is my mind? And in the Shambhala tradition the invitation is simply to to label what is thinking. When you catch, you catch, no. When you come into conscious awareness of, right, because there's nothing negative about it, catch is like, ooh, I got it. My brain was being bad. <laughs> oh, your brain is braining. That's its job. But coming into awareness, present moment awareness, oh, I, I'm having sex and my brain is is with Bob. My brain is in the laundry machine and the dishwasher. My brain is not here. Or even like my brain is on. My brain is, there is a narration versus an experience. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one hits. That Narr- the narration. The narration. It hurts a little bit. <laughs> what is that? Why, <clears throat> why do we feel the need to narrate our life? Does it, I mean, I guess when I think about it, it helps me somehow, but I don't know why narrating feels better than thinking and being present. Mm. Wait, so narrating doesn't feel like thinking? Tell me more. No, to me, when I'm narrating, yeah, it almost removes me from ah. being like present and therefore yeah. disassociates, you know, either stress or chaos it makes me feel more like oh the movie of my life and isn't this funny isn't that one silly like oh that's a sad moment but she's gonna pass it you know it's that's kind of how narrating feels yeah so then if you pause and ask your body why it wants to do this for you listen to mama's words very carefully why does it want to do this for you what do you hear from your body I guess it just feels like it would be too much to just experience rather than talk about it to myself. So, that, so that's your window of capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's your nervous system's capacity to be in presence. There's nothing wrong. There's no problem here. Mm-hmm. There's just more information for you. Mm. And if you want to shift that experience... That's what somatics, what embodiment practices, uh, that's what mindfulness offers. Mm -hmm. And pairing all of that, all of the body-based work, nervous system-based work with thought work, because our mindset matters too, Mm -hmm. so that that narrator can take a momentary break, right? Because we move slowly in the somatic work. We invite the narrator to take 12 seconds off per hour Mm -hmm. 
to allow us to come to the body for one breath. And then she can start narrating again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we rock with that out until that feels safe. And then we extend it to 30 seconds an hour. Mm -hmm. You see what we're doing? Mm -hmm. It's called titration. Slowly building the new skill. We're here. Being present with yourself is a skill. Mm -hmm. Like it is a legitimate skill that most of us didn't learn in childhood or learned the opposite of Mm -hmm. and get to create a new practice around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, do you have like a narrating? Yeah. Um, I think it feels slightly different to me. Mm -hmm. I think I, I started narrating as a way to get out of my body because it didn't feel super safe anymore. Um, And so narration just gives me that space between real life. So it's like, I don't actually have to feel it Mm -hmm. and deal with it and be there because it is far too scary to actually be in it. So Mm -hmm. I think it just gives me that distance that tells me I'm safe. Right. (laughs) Right. So let's talk about the difference between buffering and conscious distraction. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So buffering is the aforementioned doom scrolling with Netflix, with the you're like all the bullshit that pulls us out of presence mm-hmm. habitually, unintentionally, as a way to avoid a feeling from I don't know how to feel my feelings, I don't know how to be in my body, it's scary to right. That is that energy, right? That sympathetic, I have to get out of here. Or dorsal, like I can't. I, So from whatever capacity for ventral vagal we have, we can recognize like, oh, this is, this is going to overwhelm me or like 27 things have happened this week that have been really stressful. I want to give myself a break right now. And so I'm going to turn on Netflix, right? I'm going to watch whatever I'm going to, I'm going to do a thing as a gift to myself, as a conscious distraction, because a nervous system fucking can't, Mm -hmm. right? Like all day long, every day in neuroception, in interoception, feeling all your feels, oh my God, you will explode and die. (laughs) Like that's not a human's job, right? We're, We're not built to be consciously, constantly, ever presently present. Right? Like we need to chill out. We need breaks. That's how our neurochemistry can reset. Right? We need entertainment. So allowing it to be a conscious decision of like, you know, what would be really just soothing for my nervous system right now is to like set a timer and let myself narrate the next hour. Like I'm, you know, like it's Jane the Virgin or whatever, and I'm like narrating a TV show, and that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a nice break. But you allow it to be conscious. You choose it, right? And that's what that's agency. That's choicefulness. That's embodiment. Is choosing to not be embodied for an hour because oh my fucking god, I don't, no, not available. Right. But when we start doing that habitually is so here's what I'm thinking of in my head. That's less cute. When I go to bed, I will I'll try and fall asleep on my own, but I'll be like, just 
I'll tell my husband, like, just put on the TV. I just need something so that I'm not thinking. But it doesn't mm. feel good. It feels like a desperate choice. It feels like, get me out of yeah. my head. I can't sure. be here. Right. Well, but, and that's the story around it is the part that, that, that to me sounds really painful. Mm-hmm. I, what I'm hearing under there, and please, as always, I'm often wrong, tell me that I can't with my own brain. It's I don't trust myself to be able to hold space for my own mental wellness, mm-hmm. for my own mental machinations, mm-hmm. for the work my brain needs to do. Yeah, that feels right. Okay. And so that, so a practice is a thing we do at a time, right? I teach my clients how to do somatic practices. Now we'll do figure eights with our arms to bring ourselves into ventral vagal. Cool. Great. Important. Really important. And then praxis is how we live it, yeah? And so when we live a meditative, mindful life, we are able to flow in and out of that state at will. We're able to flow in and out of presence. You with me so far? Mm -hmm. And so the praxis of being a person who is able to calm and soothe their own mind in order to come into sleep, Maybe a goal. So that the story isn't, I am unable, I am incapable. The story is, I am practicing towards a lived praxis. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And so what we learn to do is to honor the buffer as a gift. So you're being able to turn on the TV and just let your brain just work through it and like have that sort of escape valve is not a bad thing, right? It's a survival skill your brain has figured out so that you can actually get sleep because humans who don't sleep die, right? Mm -hmm. It's a torture technique, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's good. Let's praise your brain for figuring this out, right? Parks and Rec keeps you from dying, right? The office keeps you from dying. Cool, cool, right? And another way is possible. Mm-hmm. So what could it look like to meditate for five slow, deep breaths and then turn the TV on and do that for a week? And then the next week, 10 deep breaths and then the TV. Mm-hmm. And then a little yoga nidra, three minutes and then the TV. Right? We don't rip the rug out from under our nervous system, not in my world. Mm-hmm. We work gently, slowly, we pendulate. We go towards what's challenging, what's new, and then back to what's easy, and then what's challenging, and then what's easy. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we build trust with the nervous system, whether it's around sleep or about being present in sex. Right? So maybe the next time someone's going down on me, I'm going to stay present for three breaths and then I'm going to let my brain narrate. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And we let ourselves slowly ease into it because, because science, right? And because being kind matters. Yeah. Be kind to yourself and your nervous system. Your, mm-hmm. your brain and body checked out for a smart reason. Don't, don't force it. Don't push it. Mm-hmm. 
I am a rug ripper, which sounds sexual, um, <laughs> but not I in mean, a good way. <laughs> I it's better than being like a rug muncher. If you would have said it that way, that would have been more sexual. Well, rug it would have been more sexual. I guess yeah. it just depends on rug what ripper. you're into. Rug ripper sounds like it's you're true. a waxer. True. <laughs> That's true. I'm a rug ripper. Um, rug ripper. But I absolutely pull the rug out from mm-hmm. under myself when I'm trying to, like, quote unquote, fix myself. Um, ah, but there's the problem. Yeah. Right? When that's the story, I have mm-hmm. to fix myself. I'm broken. There's something wrong mm-hmm. with me. Of course, you're not going to be kind to you. Who yeah. would? Ew, yeah. that broken robot in the corner? <laughs> Kick it till it behaves. <laughs> Kick it. Right? Yeah. That is absolutely like, the philosophy that I'm using with myself. <laughs> Right? Like when the Nintendo wouldn't work, you would thwomp it a couple times. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Hit the cartridge on the side of the couch. Uh Yeah. And and I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, but not. Because that's the, therein Mm -hmm. lies the problem, Mm -hmm. is the very premise that there's anything wrong with you. Right, which is why I keep framing all of the work I do is framed in the fact that you are perfect. All the shit you do that you fucking hate and feels like it's ruining your life is because you are perfect and amazing and it's a survival skill from childhood. It just doesn't serve you anymore. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Change it. Take personal responsibility. Heal your nervous system. Regulate your shit. Do it. But not from the story that I'm wrong or bad or broken. Because it doesn't work. Right. And it's not kind. Yeah. It has not it must worked. Just always be kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. have a quick question that relates. The answer is syphilis. <laughs> yeah. What's the next and the question? Yeah. Calm down. Syphilis. Move on. Syphilis. Next. <laughs> next question. We've already talked about this. Come on you now. have scurvy. Move on. <laughs> scurvy. Oh my God. I thank you for kicking it old school. Pirate. Piracy themed. It's the only way to do, do it. podcast brought to you by Piracy and Oranges. And Oranges. Have you tried lemonade for your scurvy? <laughs> we always joke that our biggest sponsor is the trash island <laughs> in the Pacific or just floating anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? Because it's uh, funny. It's funny. <laughs> One day we Not were in like, a self-deprecating yeah. way at all. Just okay, in a... Okay. We were just spitballing cool, 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 things cool, cool. that could sponsor us one day. Yeah. And it got sillier and sillier <laughs> until we landed on the trash <laughs> island that floods. And we liked that one. <laughs> I love that. But I, I, yeah. And I now mean, the scurvy. other option really is penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... But, but it's funnier. When you have the trash island, yeah. do That's you really true. need it? Do you need anything else? There's yes. bound to be some what citrus. What you need yeah. the most after you hang out on the trash island is a lot of penicillin. <laughs> That's true. Like, like, a, like a lot. We'll that see if terms. they'll partner together. Yeah. And come yeah. This yeah. little see crossover. Z-Pack is yeah. available for that. So pack might want to... So cute. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, so good funny. times. Wait, good did you time. have a question? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um okay. so this this hit me when we were talking about buffering and like over flood like just flooding your your system so that you can mm. disassociate a little bit. Yep. And I realize I do that when I have this breathing thing. And me and someone else in my family, we get this exact same thing when we get stressed and overwhelmed. And it's literally like you can't take a deep breath for anywhere between an hour to a couple days if like the stress is just that overwhelming. And 
I guess I just wonder if you have any insight onto how stress and like flooding your system can impact that. Oh my goodness. So the diaphragm should be a muscle of respiration. Right. So just for folks who are like, what is my diaphragm? Is that the birth control te- mechanism? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes but that and. is not of what of which we speak. So your diaphragm is the uh, membrane, the, the muscle that separates the, the heart lung part of the body from the guts part of the body. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's right under your riblets. And it is a really important muscle of respiration, of breathing, unless you are so adrenalized, you are in so much stress that it becomes a muscle of stabilization, which is not its job. It's not built to stabilize your posture. That's, that's not what it's here for. It will do that as an emergency valve, but that's like uh, somewhere between zero and 0.0% its job. And so that can make it feel really challenging to take a deep breath because the, the diaphragm, which should expand and contract, right, in ventral vagal is able to just be elastic and expand and contract, comes into a contractile state as it's asked to stabilize the spine by the postural changes of stress. Whoa, crazy. Right? Yeah. The other thing is, once again, you're, you're, you're just hanging out. On the savanna of evolution, you're sitting by the fire. Maybe you're having like a nice, I don't know, little chunk of gazelle, maybe a s'mores. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you hear the roar of lion. What are you going to do? You're going to get up and you're going you're gonna to evaluate the threat. Oh, that's a lion. That weighs whatever lion weighs and we weigh is way lesses. <laughs> Cannot fight. Cannot what? fight. <laughs> What can do? Flight. Fuck, let's go. So you mobilize the extremities, right? All the blood goes to heart and lungs and all the adrenaline, speed up, let's go. Pause and pause, right? Footses and handses for the running and the potentially, you know, punching of lions. Smacking. (laughs) Smacking a lion, smacking a lion, left and right. Um, And so... You're not going to take deep, slow breaths, are you? You got to book it. Get away from the lions. Lions is coming. Bring as much oxygen in, as much CO2 out. As much oxygen in, as much CO2 out. In, out. Buffer the blood, right? Oxygen in, CO2 out. You're not going. Expansive, slow breathing. There's a lion on my ass. I might be a snack. Right? You're not in your yoga teacher voice. You're in your like holy fucking shit voice. And so taking a deep breath, being present, having complex thought, digesting cheeseburgers, having a menstrual cycle that, you know, a regular menstrual cycle, good thyroid function, uh, endocrine function, orgasm. Nope. <laughs> no, that is uh, on the to do not do list. Yeah. Right. Your body's like, oh, fuck that. No, girl. No, no, thou shalt not. Absolutely not. Book it. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes logic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stress 
leading to a number one, the diaphragm being a, a, a postural support structural muscle, which is not a job, can make that deep breath feel challenging and like you're not supposed to when you're stressed. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not what we do in sympathetic. That is a parasympathetic choice. There's also probably something in there about surfactant, but now I'm going like deep nerd and I don't think we need to go there. I'm going to, I'm going to, if anyone wants to nerd about surfactant, <laughs> go for it. Holler at me with what you find. Uh, Holler at those Victoria surfactants. Albina wellness yeah. <laughs> on the, or you're going to DM. Yeah. But yeah. That makes a ton yeah. of sense. Doesn't it? It makes it logics. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. It logics pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Pretty goodly. So, so if you are stressing all the time, all of those different functions would probably be impacted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like deep. When I was a little like deep in your uterus, maybe. (laughs) Like maybe would it like result in like some pretty intense cramps? I don't know. I'm asking for Emma. I mean, asking for a friend. Yeah. 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 I'm asking for Emma. Everybody just say that. Yeah. I'm asking for Emma. I'm asking for Emma. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Yeah. I mean, part and parcel, right? So Mm -hmm. I think one of the problems that happens in the like white wellness industrial complex is like your mindset is everything. And now it's Mm -hmm. like your nervous system is everything. Your polyvagal is everything. No, nothing is everything. Everything is everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So like. Yeah, your nervous system. Yes, polyvagal innervation, hormone balance. Let's let's throw Monsanto the entire way the fuck under the bus, right? And talk about disruption of our endocrine systems, our nervous systems, our our hormonal balance, right? The musks, the Febreze, the like, all the fake chemical fragrances that mess up our hormones, GMOs, right? Like, mm. it's a lot of stuff. It's not the one thing, and so. We can pick one place to start. And I think that for me, because of the kind of nerd I am, the nervous system is my where to start. Mm -hmm. But we also need to look at all of the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But like all the things, but like, shh. Mm -hmm. Don't stress out about it. It's okay. It's just everything. It's just. Which frankly is. It's, it's just everything, which like I can, my partner's like a for real Buddhist. I'm like Buddhist light, um, but she's like a <laughs> refuge vows taken for real Tibetan Buddhist. And like, I can hear her saying, well, everything, but also nothingness. So great, it's great, 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 great. Don't worry about it. It's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. All right. It's totally fine. You're fine. Totally fine. Don't worry about it. But Good. like for real though, you can't tackle all the things at once. Mm-hmm. Like how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Mm-hmm. So Learn about your nervous system. Learn to map your nervous system. Take one breath a day where you come back into presence, right? Learn how to orient your, your nervous system. And I have free downloads on my website, uh, victorialbn.com slash honeydome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're free. Price is right. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Learn how to orient your nervous system and let that be the only thing you change for a hot minute. And then start looking at your deodorant. <laughs> right? Right? And then organic where you can. Yeah. Right? Uh, Hi, deodorant. Do you have chemical? F- if you see the word fragrance, run from a product. Right? I know. So we can talk I knew you were going to look at me. And- 
I have been trying to get Emma to switch Uh-oh. her deodorant for I'm seven years. I'm just so sweaty. <laughs> and it's hard to go for the but, things that don't have fragrance. So you can use stuff with essential oils. It's just when you see the word fragrance, I just assume if they're not divulging what the fragrance is, that's because it's poison. It's like an endocrine disruptor. Stop. Right? So my deodorant smells gorgeous. It's like Palo Santo, frankincense, and some other hippie business. And like, I mean, I stink through it in like an hour. Let's be very real, but at least it's not poison. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, but to, to each their own. Yeah, no one's looking at you. We're all we're all averting our eyes. Just looking. I'm looking around you. Just through you. I'm yeah, looking through you. Your early death. <laughs> God fucking lord. Oh, where do you want to jump to? Um, I'm wondering if we can sidestep slash backstep a little bit. Yep. Because we've yes yes um yes. I want to talk As a little usual. bit about how sexual trauma can get into all of this um if that's all right with you totally totally Uh, great thanks for asking for consent yes um i also want to make sure that the good listeners leave this and they're not just like well everything's doomed Mm -hmm. i want to give some really practical tips for when you are having sex and bob vila comes into the room Uh or you leave the room to go meet bob vila um and also this old house please don't sue us we love you PBS bothers suing any, but I mean, like, is that? Is that I don't real? think so. I think it's they PBS. know they're a coping mechanism. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> they're well aware. Well aware. They're used. Oh my god, I love it. That's funny. I love it. Well, I mean, frankly, it's just free advertising. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cope through so, distraction. Have you considered welcome. this old house? You're welcome. <laughs> I think they owe us royalties. Is what's happening right I now. I think that is what's happening. We're looking for a check. Yeah. <laughs> Check. So how does sexual trauma impact all of this? The, the mostly, mm-hmm. right? So if your body is the site of trauma, especially sexual trauma, and you're trying to have sex. So, okay. So the word triggered is way overused. And I think it's really problematic. And let's do a whole other show. About it. Okay. But when your nervous system gets triggered, what that means is you leave ventral vagal and you go into sympathetic or dorsal and it is challenging to come out right? You, you get, you feel stuck in that state, mm-hmm. right? Your nervous system isn't literally stuck. That's impossible. You'd die, but it feels, it's sort of colloquially stuck in that state. Uh, and what your mind and body do because they love you is when you leave ventral vagal, you leave the here and now you leave presence and you go to a different place in the timeline of your life, like the movie, the film of your life, but in this moment. So all of a sudden, <clears throat> you're six, all of a sudden, you're 12, you're 24, you're 37. Whenever that sexual stress, distress, or trauma happened, your mind and body goes back to there and attempts to replay the tape in the hopes that it'll now turn out differently. That is also in the hopes of warning you to like be vigilant, right? Something is happening that feels like a thing that was a bad thing that happened. So eyes up, pay attention, leave this, leave this moment. Cause this might be the time that it kills us. Mm-hmm. Cause the body, the nervous system is, is really interested in the one thing, which is survival. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly like, Oh, that's unsafe. That could be the murder, right? Mm-hmm. This could be the time. Mm-hmm. So again, it is an act of love from your body to you. 
to take you back into the past. It just sucks. Like it, it sucks. I mean, I've gotten triggered during sex and I'm just like not in the room. I'm in the past and it is really challenging to make the video stop, make the sensation stop of past trauma until you have the nervous system capacity, right? The space in your nervous system. Uh, for me, it was about mindfulness, presence. It was about building nervous system regulation outside of the bedroom. Right? It was about building regulation when I was getting on the subway, when I was in the grocery store, when I was having uh, like a friendly argument, right? And then like a real conflict. Uh, it was about building capacity everywhere, mindfulness everywhere. For me, meditation, because meditation works for me as an animal, uh, and really leaning into building those tools and those skills so that when something happened in sex, which didn't actually even need to be reminiscent of my sexual trauma, mm -hmm. right? Like not reminiscent at all, but the brain was like, oh, oh be, uh, yeah. watch out, kiddo. <laughs> right? Uncle Sam <laughs> in your head. <laughs> totally. Right? It uh -huh. would send me into sympathetic, into, and then for me, pretty quickly into dorsal, into checkout, into dissociation, to not being present, mm -hmm. which then sounded like not um, being consentful because you can't be from, from dissociation, not um, being directive, not having good boundaries, you know, not not being present, but not saying anything because I was dissociated. And so mm -hmm. I couldn't, right. Um, or just freaking the fuck out, quite frankly, you know, it would go from one extreme to the other. Cause that's, <laughs> that's how nervous systems work. Mm -hmm. And so it really was about starting to build up enough presence. And I, I realizing I'm getting into the I'm getting into the to the solution to the remedy. Is that working for y'all? Yes, y please. Yes. Mm -hmm. Check in and be consentful. <laughs> uh, it was for me, yes, about practicing all these things not in the bedroom, not during sex, so that they were go-to skills during sex. One, two, starting to build somatic embodiment, right? Getting present in my body in non-stressful moments again, so that I could start to learn my own tells. So what is the early tell that I'm going towards sympathetic? Right? Because it's, it's, yes, it happens quickly, but there's tells, right? There's an aura. Like before someone gets a migraine and they get an aura, mm -hmm. it, it can be like that where it's like, oh, I just got that weird flutter in my belly. Oh shit. I know that weird flutter. That flutter is like four steps ahead of totally just freaking out and then dissociating oh, snap, let me pause here and like ask my body what it wants and needs, right? And come into a different kind of presence with my body where I'm in communication. So what it, again, it's about befriending the, the signs and signals from our nervous system instead of writing them off, pushing them aside, pushing through them, getting annoyed at them, getting irritated with them, getting frustrated by them. Oh, why is my body doing that again? It's doing it because it loves you, goddammit. <laughs> right? It loves the shit out of you. So that deep breath of not being chased by a lion. And yes, it's not the breath in, it's the breath out. 
that brings us into parasympathetic. Deep breath in with like just a, that, that will actually send you into sympathetic faster. And then asking yourself when you're not in the stressful, meaning sexual situation here, what is my go-to grounding? Like what is the thing? So in the nervous system world, we talk about it as a glimmer. So a glimmer is the opposite of a trigger. And it's something that brings us into ventral vagal. Yeah. And so, for example, do you want to decide to feel your own hair and remind yourself you're present? Right. Will that will that help your body to come back into the here and now? Do you want to rub your hands on your face? Do you want to feel the bed? Right. How can you get present in your in this time and place in which you are having sex? And and thereby bring your nervous system, your mind, your body back from the abyss of the past. Caveat I should have said about seven and a half minutes ago, <laughs> if this is happening frequently, please find a trauma therapist, mm-hmm. not a coach who's not a therapist. If, if your coach is also a therapist, that counts, but like a therapist mm-hmm. who has studied EMDR, internal family systems, um, somatic experiencing, sensory motor psychotherapy, who's like trauma is their jam and sexual trauma is their expertise to support you in creating a plan for you, right? We do trauma stabilization work in therapy and then we can come to coaching later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Survival in therapy, thriving in coaching. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> get great. Get, get stable. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't, you don't want them saying. Yeah. Yeah. And get then stable. you use, use these tools. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. But first things first. If you have been ignoring, shoving away those bodily signs, is it going to take a while to fully be able to recognize them? Depends. I mean, it depends on what else you're up to, right? Mm -hmm. If you're busy. (laughs) I mean, if you're busy, then yeah. 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 I mean, have you filed your taxes? How is your dishwasher? No, but um, yeah, it could. You know my list. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's top of your list. Thank you. Yeah, it could take a while. It could also not take a while. You know what I mean? So it's really about uh, openness, open-heartedness, and patience, which like, oof, talk about something that are over-caffeinated, over-stimulated, over-social media, over-dopamine, boom, culture does not have these days, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is a thing we cultivate by sitting on the freaking cushion for 15 minutes a day, right. 20 minutes a day. We sat for 30 this morning. There were some challenging moments in there when my brain was like, <laughs> but we, we cultivate patience so we can begin to shift in a way that honors our humanity. Mm-hmm. And the prerequisite for that is slowness. The nervous system is slow on purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful thing when you are able to meet it and it's really fucking annoying when you're not like, <laughs> yeah. hey, let's just be really real we're never anything else right so yes you could expect this to take a hot minute and then one day it might just click and you're like oh that's how it happened for me i was like oh that's the like pre 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 of of a trigger and if you're new to me, when I use the word trigger, I only mean it in the clinical sense, not the like, oh my God, I ordered a latte and they totally gave me a chai and it was so triggering. 
never using it in that bullshit way. I mean, clinically, like I am just, I am not present in my physical body and I am replaying a trauma tape in my brain. So I'm thinking of like you said, one meditations and then two was like really getting in your body. So you linked us to your meditations, your free, wonderful meditations. Orienting. Yeah. Yes. I would start with orienting, which, okay. is, which is not going inside the body, orienting to environment. Okay. Right. Because, uh-huh. yeah. So what, what can happen if the, if the body is a site of trauma is, is we go in and that's what, what starts the loop. Okay. That's what can start the, the trigger trauma, the trauma trigger either way. Um, and so orienting to the environment takes us out of self, but into presence. Okay. It's a really interesting trick, right? It's an interesting mm-hmm. tool. So we are present. It's just not inside the body. Okay. So what yeah. can that look like? Like how oh, can you orienting is dope. That? All right, let's okay. do it right now. Yes. Yeah. So everyone listening, I want to invite you to take your head and turn it, you know, if you have as much as your physical capacity is available to for and go all the way to the left and start scanning your environment. And so you're, the simplest way is just to notice as you bring your head, you're, t- you're moving your head on a swivel towards the center and then all the way to the right and slow, 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 slow. And you're just literally being present to what is. Just notice it. So that's one way to orient. Another way to orient is to decide ahead of time. Please don't try to make these decisions when you're in stress or a trigger. <laughs> I am going to find all of the blue things in this environment. I'm going to name them. So, poster, book, backpack, pen, drawing, mask. I'm going to find all the round things. And you look around your space and you find the round things. You could also use the senses. What And, it, and if you're in an actual trigger, just don't try to count like people will make it really complicated what are five things you can smell four things you can see just Mm -hmm. for fuck's sake (laughs) smelling what is smelling um there's uh, tea in here great i have a smelling tasting i don't know i can't taste anything let me have a sip of my tea tasting tea touch uh uh sweater touch the sweater right Mm -hmm. keep it simple Keep it simple and practice orienting when you're totally fine, when everything's friggin' copacetic. Me, I am a small animal who drinks a lot of, I like to have like 27 beverages at once. So I tie all new habits to peeing because peeing is a thing I do very oftenly. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I about. do. I'm a pee machine. So yeah, so if I am... Working to support myself, not dissociating, staying present during sex, particularly when I have a history of sexual stress, distress, or trauma, then every time I go pee or wash my hands or like whatever repetitive thing you do all the time is, you use that as the, the, um, the, the catalyst, the thing that sparks the reaction to orient. Oh, look, I'm washing my hands. I'm feeling the water on my on my skin how does this temperature feel rather nice thank you how does this soap smell Ooh, that's a delight or i actually don't like this soap why do i have this um what what do my feet feel like on the ground here in this bathroom right are these shoes supportive mm-hmm. meow 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 <laughs> but like ori right etc cetera, etc cetera. but orienting yourself to the environment coming into presence in the environment 
as a step towards coming into presence within your body. So then you could grow from there. Let's stay with, with washing your hands. So what does it feel like to be my hands and to be washed? What is that, right? What does it feel like to be my hands and to choose to be washed? Right, slightly different, a shift in agency there, yeah? So like then slowly beginning to come into the body. What does it feel like to be my feet on the ground? To bring my presence into my feet. Yeah? And so realize what I'm doing here is we started with two points of presence that are not sexual organs. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not primarily places that are coded as sexual. And if hands and feet are part of your trauma, then start with your ears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, don't, if you're here like, oh, well, I just got excluded. No, my angel mama gave an example. <laughs> right? Like, start with your elbows. Mm-hmm. How are your elbows right now? You know what? I, like, as you're putting your sweater on, how do your elbows feel? Your kneecaps. Come to a place that is trauma neutral and start by getting present there. And then adding another place. Like, is your forehead trauma neutral? Yes? Okay. Touch your forehead. What does it feel like to feel your own hand there? What is, for me, I have bangs. Like, I could come into constant presence with my forehead, right? Mm-hmm. When you're putting on lotion, what does it feel like to be your forehead or the tip of your nose? And start to build presence within your physiology, within your body. Start to build embodiment through this gentle, incremental, titrated pathway. No need to pull no kind of rugs. No rugs. No rugs. No rug, no rug, no rug pulling. <laughs> Carpet munching, yes. Rug pulling, no. No. That's gonna be a no. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a no. And that's the motto. That's the motto. Yeah, I love that. Yep. I love that. Let's get that on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we have a t-shirt of our three faces though? I know. I don't know. We need that. Wait. We absolutely need it. We absolutely need it. It could be Who our. Who fell asleep on the job here? Our three faces on the trash island with our slogan <gasps> underneath it. And penicillin. And penicillin. And penicillin. <laughs> I love it. But like a big syringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get Penn working. VK. We'll make sure yeah. you have scurvy in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously. Thank you. Obviously. Yeah. So you will be toothless. <laughs> I will be <laughs> toothless. Because of your scurvy. Because of my scurvy. Because of your scurvy. Um, My dad's mom was an amazing woman, and she ran a summer camp for the children of lepers. Wow. Wow. So they were born immune to leprosy, but, like, no one wanted to hang out with them because, like, their parents were lepers. And so they were as stigmatized as their parents. And she was a teacher um, and was, you know, like, her, her mission was literacy. Uh, especially for marginalized communities. And like, can you get more marginalized than actual legitimate lepers in third world Argentina in the fifties? Like, come on. Holy shit. That's pretty dope. So yeah. So she ran a colonia for the children of lepers. So she would teach them to read. She would teach them basic life skills and they would like have fun. And I'm from a beach town, Mar del Plata. Um, coast of Argentina obviously because it's the beaches on the coast and she yeah they would have fun which was something they didn't usually get isn't that so dope yeah that is heartwarming that's amazing right I feel warm in my heart I'm so glad (laughs) I'm so glad oh brother well thank you 
Hey, thank you. Always a pleasure. Oh, thank anytime. you. Anytime. Well, Where actually, monthly. Our... Yes. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> Where can our listeners continue connecting with you <clears throat> after this and beyond? I give good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness. My podcast is called Feminist Wellness. It's for humans of all genders and is available wherever your podcasts are sold. Uh, you can check out my six-month program in which I bring in all this nervous system nerditry, thought work, somatic or body-based practices, woo, good times, all the science, all the sacred, all the woo, all the time, victoriaalbina.com slash anchored. Uh, that's, oh, and of course, victoriaalbina.com slash honeydew me, yes. which is where you can get those free orienting um Orienting exercises, meditations, inner child practice. It's a damn good time over there. And that's also F-R-E-E. You, you can't lose. If you hate it, delete it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, I love it when people spell things like that. My dog's name is Todd, and so we call him T-O-double-D. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cute. And it's I like Tigger. That. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just T-I-double-G-R. <laughs> Why is your dog called Todd? Um, so my other dog... Is dogs... he the whitest dog? That's what I also need to know. <laughs> he is white and black. He's a Newfoundland. Um, oh. we... I didn't want to name him Todd at first. My okay. other dog's name is Copper, and mm -hmm. he was named Copper when I got him, and then... Ah. Fox and the Hound and oh. Copper and Todd and my husband really liked the name Todd, thought it was funny. And then when we met him, we knew he was, he was Todd. Todd. Um, yeah. So he's Todd Rose. That's his middle <laughs> name. Really cute. Yeah. Okay, and it just cute. fits him. I don't know it's why. Acceptable. Yeah. I'm into it. It's weird as it. fuck. I yeah. have a dog named Todd, especially when I meet a human named Todd. It's like, right. Todd. This hmm. is questionable. Todd. <laughs> right. This is questionable. Yeah. I have questions about Todd, but mm -hmm. I like Todd the dog. Thank, thank you. you for, uh, thank you for those details. You're welcome. Well, we danced our way to the end of that one. Yeah, we did. Crawled a little, cried a little. <laughs> Had to, you know, get in the fetal position a little bit mm -hmm. and just comfort myself. There's just some stuff yeah. that Victoria always seems to, like, fucking hit on. It really gets to me. Like, I expect to go deep, and then she just, like, removes the layer I expected to get to, and it's just like, oh. And the floor drops out from under you? Yeah. So much more under there. <laughs> yeah. The whole cleaning thing that she had mentioned about like not being able to let yourself accept love. I don't know if that's totally the same definition for me, but like the fact that I do avoid attention and comfort mm -hmm. and seek to clean my drains instead. It's very interesting. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> I'll have to like Google it. See if I can get yeah. some more info. I'm going to query that. <laughs> I'll um, search that in TikTok and see what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not far off. Honestly, but. I have started checking Google, uh, TikTok before I check Google for some things. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. I want a video of it. And I want it yeah. short. Mm -hmm. And I want it to I feel connected to my generation. <laughs> yes. I want it in my terms. Yeah. Generationally like, appropriate. All right, girlies. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, I want them to explain how to build something in that tone. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. 
Sorry. So, um, so thank you, Victoria, for once again lovingly ripping the floor out mm-hmm. from beneath us. And thank you to our listeners for hanging out. Go ahead and share this episode with someone that you care about. This is such a good episode to share. I mean, if you really want to rip someone's heart out, but then hand it right back to them with a bow. A little bit better. Any Victoria's <laughs> episodes are the way to go. Uh, uh-huh. You can also head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can also rate us on Spotify. Leave a written review. I don't know what emoji you can leave for this. A rug? Is there a carpet yeah. emoji? <laughs> oh, yeah. You do say carpet not munching, carpet ripping a carpet lot. Carpet ripping, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a carpet emoji. There might be a little contractor, though. Whatever you can do the <laughs> closest to a carpet. Yeah. That's up to Boom. interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> That's up to you. However you want to interpret that, go off. Go off. Amazing. Well, I guess we'll just see you guys next week. Yeah. What just popped into my head was a little a closer. Go off, come hard. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>